millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome back to part two of our in-depth Octopussy Review. scene is I think, a terrific opening we've, we've alluded it to already this is uh, set in East Berlin so we are still before the fall of the Berlin Wall and we later find out this is 009 on a mission uh, and yeah we we get uh, for me it's the juxtaposition so you've got the clown in uh, and you think oh that's silly and then it's the music you're instantly in a really serious deadly situation and Rob, uh, twins, a bit like uh, Double Impacts here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I mean, I, the only problem I have here is, you know, like I do like a wardrobe choice, but the, the Mishka and Grishka uniform, I can't Oh, stand. really? Can't, I love the it. The maroon... Oh, dude, I, I love just, it. I, it just... <laughs> the waistcoat. Oh, I'd rather... <laughs> yeah, I'd, the leather waistcoats and the little shoes, like the, Brilliant. And the billowy... The billowy stuff, you know, it just looks so icky. It's um, so like <laughs> it's very John Picard from Star Trek. It's got that. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, I think ugh. I don't I don't like these guys at oh, all either. That's not I don't mean like I don't like the, oh, no. uh, <laughs> the outrage. <laughs> no, I don't. Sorry. I like as in the characters. I'm cool with the characters, but like. They just no. Sacre bleu. I love the idea that we can have different opinions because we all love the stuff. Yes. So to have differing opinions on certain bits of it is is essential. I feel. But no, they just feel a little bit like yeah. I just don't like. There's something about them I really don't like. Um, and I just, I know they were played by I'm you know Gary Oldman. Obviously, I thought they looked like Gary Oldman. Did you? Uh, they were twins in Tony Mayer. Oh, there you go. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you know, not very Russian. On IMDb, they just say twin one and twin two. I yeah, mean, that's, that's a bit. That's, that's terrible. Mishka, and Grishka, just Mishka! Get on with it. Is that? Is <laughs> that because they were? That was just. Uh, uh, you know, they were only called that for the purposes of the circus. I, I don't know, but the thing is, like, they were supposed to make you feel unsettled, and they did yeah, that with me. Yeah. So there you go. 
job done. Job done. It's quite I think this is an. I think this is one of the best opening scenes in a Bond film. Yeah. After post credits, I think it's absolutely yeah. superb. Yeah, I th- think the East Berlin sort of typeface. I mean, because of the time that it's set in, it feels so spy thriller yeah. and so threatening. Yeah. You know, it just feels like, oh, there's loads at stake yeah. internationally. I think there's loads of tension in that scene. And, and, and like I say, that sense of, of, of danger and unpredictability, you know, it kind of starts off, you kind of, again, it's, it's like, it throws you a little bit because you think, oh, it's, it's Roger Moore and there's, here's, here's a clown being chased. Isn't that funny? But actually it's not. And that through the, the scene in the woods where he removes the, the score and it's just yeah, the sound of them running and it just racks up the tension. You cut to the... Yeah. Uh, Ferro Rocher advert that's happening at the yeah, investors' yeah. reception, <laughs> and then again, you're not you're thinking, oh, it's going to be it, but it just it does it so well, and then and and then to see, you know, his body fall into the river and it just be flushed that's away awful, and it? like, and then suddenly oh. he appears again. Yeah, he's not dead. And, and it's so great. And I love, I've always loved. <laughs> Even as a kid, like you know, whenever you see another double O agent, yeah, oh, nothing yeah. more exciting. Yeah, yeah, really oh wow, cool. he's yeah. just you know, he's all right. He's a number of them. I remember as a kid that being a relevation. Oh, he's yeah. number seven of what nine? You know, it's kind of um, yeah. And so to have that, and then you know, I do question the security at the. I was uh, just about to say that. Yeah, the ambassador's not very tight on security, is it? <laughs> like they've got people on the front front door, yeah. you know, like but there's you know there's a little creek around the back. Just, just go, just go in yeah. there, and like, that, you get a boat right up top. And the British ambassador needs to sort out his double glazing as well. Doesn't <laughs> yeah, it? Right. it really does. Yeah, it's he really does. any light pressure straight yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in. Yeah. But like, I I thought you know like just going slightly back, Chris, to what you were saying about the idea that there was loads of them. You know, like I thought like it meant like um, for a while when I was maybe eight or nine that like. Oh, does that mean like one is the best and nine is the worst? Yes, so right. why are we following number seven? You know, why? Nice. Why aren't we going after the top dog here? You know, but um, yeah, I love the idea because it adds that huge layer of intrigue to the grander international picture that there's yeah. loads of secret yeah. agent dudes out and there. Maybe more one day Bond will be promoted to 006. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> took quite a while for him even to get close yeah. Golden <laughs> I do I, I like you said Christo yeah. like how the, there's no music and you, you can hear the chase and you hear the squeak of the balloon don't you mm. oh. I love oh, you yeah, how his hat falls off and then <laughs> the knife oh it's shimmering and and then John, <laughs> John Glenn John Glenn has a bit of a thing for balloons though doesn't he because yeah. he the whole balloon pot thing yeah. Yeah. in daylights yeah. as well doesn't he yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll get on to the doves later well it's super yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, the, um, I, I, you know, when he crashes into the thing with the Fabergé oh. egg, I, I was thinking, um, I, I, like he had a balloon just perfect for the shot because it's a lovely shot when he's lying on the floor and the eggs just rolled out of his hand and there's a balloon about halfway up his forearm attached and I was like, he didn't have that before and I rewound that whole sequence to watch it. Good. He did. He had it right, the red one attached to his right forearm, right the way through. Wow. And that was like that. Oh, we're dealing with. Proper filmmakers, continuity in filmmaking here. Obviously, as you, as you'd imagine, having done as many bomb films yeah. as this, but it was just nice to see that it had it always been it always been there. Because I was thinking, like, you know, trying to come up with excuses for them. Like maybe it was an MI6 thing that, you know, it, as soon as it got wet, like automatic balloons would go off in the clown outfit as a <laughs> flotation device. You know? <laughs> like, absolutely pathetic reasoning going on. Um, oh. But yeah. 
But it's, he had it all along. It's quite unusual. I, did, I mean, maybe they do it more in the in the newer ones, but such a callback to go way back to the beginning of the film to to recall the, not only the twins but the circus and the clown and how it's all linked. We we, we will string yeah. that together later on, but it it does make it's it more super. of a spy thriller, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. So then we've got. Uh, before we get to M, we've got uh, a little lady called uh, Penelope Smallbone. Um, Sheesh. Yeah, if you could see our faces. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> I just... I, I love... Lois Maxwell is always brilliant. Um, but, um, you know, when they're talking to each other after he comes in, and he's, he's obviously being... You know, this is actually the least crude yeah. war is around a, a member of the opposite sex in this film. Um, and he, you know, he says, oh, there, there never will be anybody but you to, to Moneypenny. Who was at his wedding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why not? You were at his wedding. Stop telling lies, Roger, James. Good old Rog. You know, yeah. Oh, dear. You know, like, maybe it's, you know, and then I think of the backstory between those two, you know, like, how many little, you know, late nights at MI6? You know, did they say, fancy a nightcap? Oh, <laughs> no, they, they went off and oh. maybe, you know, they, maybe there was free songs of romance, just but never happening properly between them. I just, it made me think, and now that they're both quite mature yeah. in this role, it made me think, it made me feel quite sort of like, yeah. Sad in a way, like they, that they could have had such a lovely, happy. Do you think it was? There's, um, there's a there's a big contrast between Sean Connery with Lois Maxwell and Roger Moore with Lois Maxwell. So Ro- Roger Moore and Lois Maxwell are they're very matey. Like James Bond and Money, there's there's far less flirtation that goes on, and the more like. It's quite a brotherly, sisterly banter if you watch throughout the thing. Mm. And even thinking like Live and Let Die, she helps uh, him hide. Is it what she called Miss Caruso oh, yes. in the in the wardrobe? Yes. There's far less of those kind of um, flirtatious scenes than the were with Sean Connery and even George Lazenby, who she was naturally devastated at the wedding. Um, and I think that that shows. Her, yeah, I like I like that this actually think complements that theory because he's he's obviously perving away at Miss Smallbone, um, and then she <laughs> and then she makes this comment. But I do take it as light-hearted banter between the two of them because they have that yeah. new different relationship. Just a bit of a tangent. I'm just reading this. You'll love this. <laughs> um, incidentally. Lois Maxwell recalls making a Freudian slip during filming by interesting Ooh, introducing uh, <laughs> her assistant as Penelope Smallbush. <laughs> Was it her who said it? Or, or <laughs> Roger? It's her who said oh, it. Oh, my word. Uh, as the cast and crew laughed hysterically, Roger Moore said, Oh, we know where your mind has been. <laughs> <laughs> Dear me. Going back to your point about that kind of like, with more being kind of more kind of having that brotherly, sisterly kind of like, let's say more of a banter. Do you think that's because, you know, that obviously correct me if I'm wrong, but that Connery, there's a sex appeal. There's there is there is he's not he's not laced with sex, but you know there is there is that. 
there's a sexualness to him, and Roger Moore doesn't have that. He's very charming and very likable and very lovable, but I would struggle to find someone to describe him as sexy or to have sex appeal. With Connery, that was you know on the long list of things when he was cast, that was high up there, and I think maybe that that changing dynamic and obviously wanting to be different to Connery. I'm just wondering if that's kind of where that feeds in rather than. Um, I think. I think there's a real element of that. I think without wanting to sound too outspoken, judging by the amount of uh, sexual harassment in this film anyway, <laughs> I, think, really? I think there is pro- there is probably an element that the producers thought, Miss Moneypenny is far too old for Roger Moore to be flirting with these days. And there probably is an element of that as well. Um, if I if I'm wrong there, uh, Eon, please do not sue me. <laughs> I don't. I think they'll want to be a, a bit less, uh, a bit more me too now, won't they? So I don't think they'll be suing you, John. Yeah, yeah. possibly not really no. got a leg to stand But I don't on, think that scene is dodgy at all. I think goes. I think it works quite well. I think it, I think if you had that today, no, yeah, it would still work fun. because, like you say, Roger is not. I don't think he's lecherous in that scene and. It's no, quickly overcome, no. isn't it? No, 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 yeah. no. The gag not. with the, the flowers he is. He saves that for later. <laughs> yeah. Four or five other scenes. Take it, dear. That's all you let it get. From yeah. Underratedly, <laughs> Canadian accent. In nauseating yeah, detail. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah, it's a really good scene, though. Uh, yeah. It's cozy. It's cozy, isn't it? Apparently, again, they did, they did almost do it to put, put a, a bit of pressure, perhaps, on Lois Maxwell to say. A bit like in uh, World Is Not Enough, they got John John Cleese, didn't they, to say, you know, you're not going to last forever. You're getting a bit old now. Here is your successor, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. But I think Lois Maxwell was like, no way, I'm, I'm, I'm still here. I'm staying. And uh, she she eventually, I think, uh, View to a Kill was the last, but that was more because Roger left. I think uh, after that, it seemed to be the end of an era. We'll get on to Caroline Bliss later. So. Would you, um, <laughs> would you guys, what would you guys have felt about Penelope Smallbone becoming a minor character throughout the series? From then? It does feel like that way. It, it, yeah, it felt like a little thing. intro, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, but I think it'd be quite difficult to sort of keep doing it. In the how, how does that? Well, it's not the three of them. <laughs> there were three of us in this marriage. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, like he couldn't be complimenting both of them, flirting with both of them at the same time in each film, could he? Um, but I know also Lois Maxwell. She wanted to become M. She she thought the character could, particularly in um, Gold, Goldeneye at that stage, she wanted the twist to be that the woman M is is her that she's been promoted. But to go from a secretary to the head of uh, MI6 might have been a little bit of a, a leap too far. a little trivia here about um, the actress who plays Penelope Small. Please do, Robert. Please. Um, do you know what she went on to do after this? I, I, I don't know. I don't. She's not been an actress, I presume. Not because of her performance. She's done absolutely... Uh, you know, in terms of films, right. nothing. This was it. She was um, uncredited in The Last Valley, uh, which was, I don't know, in 1971. She was in a TV short called The Children's Story, in 1982 and then she was her acting swan song was as Penelope Smallbone in Octopussy in 1983 so if she was promised you know um, 
a, a sort of like a la- long-lasting role oh. in, as yeah it uh, sadly it never happened for her oh well i i hope that she uh, oh. she went on to to have a lovely career in something else but uh, yeah well yeah oh yes yes Sorry. so we it's a great <laughs> name isn't it it's a great name but we so then we go we get into the first m scene and it's a new m it's uh it's robert brown now we know him yes. from i mean he's been in lots of british films he's one of these actors at the time when they're not if you look at the cv they're not in many films and you think good grief what an actor how why on earth are they not in all these films i mean particularly in license to kill i mean what a what a brilliant piece of acting that is from him but uh, we're not a country club <laughs> dumb oh. that's why he'll always be brilliant that and the fact that um you know he's bobby brown <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, to <laughs> to uh, bernard lee's whitney houston <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, we could look at it that way. I've never realised that before. I can't believe it. Yeah. Very yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, he, he was in um, Smile Lovely uh, as Admiral Hargreaves. Yeah. So it's a sort of, un- that's more yeah. of a oh, more realistic just... promotion, isn't it? If it is the same character. Oh, yeah. It's so nice, the Lovely. promotion. Yeah, I mean, Rob, you'll love the costume in that scene, my word. Roger in full <laughs> Navy Huge. gear. Uh, oh, Commander Bond. <laughs> Commander Bond suit. S wound. Yeah, so we've got him. We've got Geoffrey Keane, another of these gorgeous British character actors, Minister of Defence, who I think he's he was in all of them from Spy Love Me up to Living Daylights. So you, yeah, so it's quite really? it's quite a few I, films. So good. I love him. Can, yeah. I think he's brilliant. I, I yeah. He's leaving the scene. I, he's got a meeting with the people. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, so that's good. so crisp. And, isn't and it? even though he's so much stake, even though he's the defence minister, Roger calls him Freddy. I just yeah, love him yeah. so much, you know, like oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> just oh good old Rog. Can we t- can we talk about Jim oh, Fanning? Can't we? <laughs> right, our art expert, no credentials, yeah. no other credentials <laughs> necessary. What does that mean? I mean, does he have a paint shop down the street? What is he? <laughs> what is he? I don't. There's no, you know, later on, Russia, they've got, they've got like um, a, a Soviet art repository, the Kremlin's art repository. We've got some art, art experts. It's hopeless. It's like you saying, uh, we have our fashion expert here, Robert Parker. I'd say, yeah. No offense. Yeah, yeah. Say, yeah. No, Zero no. credentials. No, no, wow. none taken. None taken. Brilliant. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but uh, nevertheless, Jim Fanning, uh, he's such a nice character. Yeah. And his interplay with yeah. Bond is just lovely as well, especially at the auction scene. Or is it? My to... father would uh, pronounce it au- auction. So. Yeah. So Jim Fanning's the, the expert because, of course, the egg has found its way from uh, Berlin to to London, and the, the sort of twist is that the the egg was a fake, which is. Uh, a tip off. It's got so complicated, isn't it? The plot, but it, it's a, t- a tip yeah. off to the fact that uh, Orlov is is messing about with these uh, these uh, old Fabergé eggs and the Oromos star and all these uh, collection of fabulous Russian jewels. I th- am I right in saying that he's he's deliberately swapping the originals for the fakes and selling the originals to, to fund to fund his basically his war. Think so. I think so. Pretty complicated. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've never understood it until I spent about four hours trying to stop start the film for the purposes of the podcast, and I, I still had to consult books and, uh, yeah. and the internet. It's not very explicit, is it? That? No. But no. 
Just fast forward the talking I mean, scenes. It moves so quickly <laughs> that you don't really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think like um, there's a lovely. Uh, sorry, bonus question out there. What is the name of the operation? This oh, is? yeah. Trove. Operation Trove. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Operation yeah. Twine. Eyes yeah. only 007. Like, oh, I just feel so oh, behind yeah. the curtain here. Like, just loving every minute of it. Um, and the inside is a rather graphic autopsy picture. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. 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 Don't often get those, you know. Just yeah, yeah, don't often get those in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, the indignity of that. Yeah, so we then go to um, a non-Bond scene. We go to Russia. The glorious, uh, glorious production design oh, for the, the table, sad. yeah. The, the effects oh, as well, yeah. oh, just how they coloured in, and that that was quite a good way of telling the plot to us, wasn't it? It was, yeah. That's the bit I remember the most about tank yeah. divisions. Mm. You know about the plot, like we well Bond has to win or them tanks. Are yeah, coming, yeah, yeah. So, so he's <laughs> he is the main not, threat, isn't he? In a, in a way, because <laughs> yeah. I think without him, Kamal Khan is, Ooh, is yeah. mainly in it for money, isn't he? Of course, he is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's how yeah. I take it, definitely. Stephen Burkhoff's performance is just, right. Just as soon as he stands up, he's shouting, he's chewing the scenery. You know, he's like he's very aggressive. I, I can't. You know, I, I will just, I will just give you some a little insight into the casting of Stephen Burkhoff. Barbara had seen a play of mine called Greek in L.A., which was a huge uh, hit in a small theatre. Stephen Burkhoff arrived for his audition in a full samurai suit, looking absolutely extraordinary. He's a just a power to be reckoned with. Stephen Burkhoff, the most flamboyant actor, was a wonderful Russian villain. So that was actually, wow. first of all, um, <laughs> Stephen Burkhoff himself, uh, not arrogant at all, saying he was in this amazing uh, play that he'd written and directed and performed in. Uh, and then it was casting director Debbie McWilliams. Then it was Michael G. Wilson, and then and then Roger himself. But yeah, I think he, he's he's a obviously a reputation as a, a theatre, as, yeah. as Dad would say, theatre actor. If, if he's good enough for Kubrick, yes, yeah, good enough for uh, he, yeah for Bond. It's just lovely, you know, like the the right. I'm gonna have to, you know, he's looking at this scene. He's like, I'm gonna have to yeah. Shakespeare this yeah. at some point. Aren't I? <laughs> oh. Looking at it, so he's, you know that barely concealed rage <laughs> until our response <laughs> you know and like that it's how wow it's how it wow. starts I love it yeah. it's a general uh, yeah. go go presumptuous is it right I love it oh. <laughs> Oh, it's, 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 it's from the school really is, yeah. of delivery. Um, do you think, do you think yeah. uh, John Glenn's notes were bigger or smaller? <laughs> <laughs> I like to think he was like, no, 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 just maybe one more, a little bit bigger. <laughs> John Glenn's, you know, behind the camera watching the take, like. Terrified. <laughs> 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 throwing himself back with like, Pull yourself, Legan. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, he, you know, if you say, oh, yes, uh, they got a Shakespearean actor and compare that Shakespearean performance to Timothy Dalton, uh, how he <laughs> a slightly more understated Shakespearean side to the uh, yes, yeah, he, yes. where ironically both Shakespearean actors performed in the dross that was the tourist. Oh my word, they did! Yeah, you're right. Beautiful looking film. Yeah. So, but uh, beautiful looking film, lovely yeah. setting, 
but I'm I mean Burkhoff Ber- was the main villain, wasn't he? And Dalton was the main uh, yeah police officer. I, I remember yeah. Ricky Gervais doing some gag about how that was nominated for best comedy at the uh, <laughs> the Golden Globes. It, it was it was <laughs> terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but Burkhoff and Dalton couldn't save it, yeah. but it was entertaining. You've got to watch it yeah. just for that, haven't you? Uh, yeah, absolutely. There was a, a line in this explanation that is the first time I've ever heard it, or first time it's ever registered on me, which was, um, we've done this over 20... We've simulated this outcome over 20 times on a computer, and every time we emerge com- victorious... And that's the basis for why he was in <laughs> Europe. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's like he's done a couple of seasons yeah, on Championship yeah. Manager and it's worked out all right. So he's decided, look, come we, on, let's we, do it. Without this. getting you know, political, um, it's, it's probably more um, background dossier information than certain world leaders would, uh, would place. <laughs> uh, yeah. So maybe it was yes. you know, truer than you yes. think. You never know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, but it, yeah, then he goes direct from there. He gets a call, doesn't he? And he's got to sit down. And he gets a smack bottom. Yeah. And he probably yeah, he does. Yeah. Brilliant. Like, it's real brilliant. Shakespearean sulking going on. <laughs> I love that sulk. <laughs> yeah. Sudan general. Sudan. Oh. Yeah. So we got um, yeah. both of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, the actor died just after film. Oh. Um, yeah, sorry. So going going back to Stephen Burkoff again, he was uh, Barbara Broccoli's choice. So she, I mean, she must have been pretty young at this point, but already cutting her teeth. Uh, his name, he is actually his ancestors are from Russia, so you know, that was a bit wow. So maybe he was uh, <laughs> he was very realistic then for the part. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, his, his grandma taught him yeah. timid. <laughs> He's, um, obviously also in Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, Victor Maitland. Oh, yeah. He's pretty. He's pretty impressive at that. I think you'd have to have to agree. Oh, yeah. um, and then we had this thing where um, we knew a guy who like did low budget Christian uh, cartoons, and he did one for uh, Christmas, and it's about three birds who basically sit on the stable of the nativity scene and they watch the baby Jesus get born and they wanted to get like they had a bit of money so they got in the guy who played PC Tony Stamp from uh, the bill <laughs> as one of the voice actors but they had a bit more money and they managed to get Stephen Burkoff to record some of the just like a few lines here and there and just send them over and Burkoff was happy to do it because apparently he just needed the money so he did these these lines and then they did a premiere of the film at a church somewhere down south. I think it was Little Ham- Little Hampton it was. And they did this uh, this like premiere of it. And there was a couple of hundred people there. And Stephen Burkoff turned up to the premiere and came oh, and nice. watched it with it. That's so nice, isn't it? That's incredible. What a good story. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, your heroes don't always let you down. So. If Stephen Burkoff's your hero. Good. Yeah. <laughs> It makes him. It makes yeah. him want to be more of a hero, doesn't it? Really, you know. Because you'd think yeah. from the flamboyance, as Roger Moore calls it, he'd be a bit up himself and possibly and not not up for for supporting that film. But that's good. That's a lovely little story. It's great, isn't it? It's a lovely story. Yeah. Yeah. He, I, of course, I I also remember him from. Uh, <laughs> well, when I was a, when I was quite a young lad, 
and maybe teenager myself and my, my friend Ian uh, Ian Ross you might might have heard of this man we um, <laughs> we heard that there was a ooh, Cindy Crawford's in a film have you heard about this uh, and she, <laughs> she was in this sort of pretty cheap cheesy action thriller called uh, Fair Game opposite William Baldwin you know arguably the best looking of the, the Baldwins but you know, it's a bit, a bit cheap, and you know, there's a bit of a naughty scene in it. So, Ian was happy, but um, yeah, Steve, Steve Burkoff was a baddie, and I, I was probably more interested in that, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> you get Cindy, show me Stephen. So, yeah. He's also as well. He was in the, well, the the best version of the the books, the David Fincher Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Uh, I believe he's Christopher Plummer's lawyer yeah. in that. I think it was a blink and you miss it. Wow, Chris. I think that's like the yeah, last, the yeah. last big film he's been in. No, no, no. There's, there's also a couple of of proper Bond veterans in in this scene. There's also obviously General Gogol, pl- played oh. by Walter Gotell, the German actor. Yeah. Uh, and again, he, I think he's in all of them from Spy Love Me right up until Living Daylights. And then, of course, because of the you know the end of the Cold War, he wasn't really needed as a character, yeah. was he? Um, and he's all uh, the next one we will be discussing from Russia with Love. He's also a henchman in that film, which he is, is yes, he is. Yeah, oh, uh, is he? yeah. Wow, Gorzini. You say Gorzini, I say Gorzini, or the other way around. <laughs> um, but he, yeah, I think he's he, he's fairly prominent. Is he in near the end scene? And he's he's the actual guy who stabs Kronstein yeah. with the with the bladed shoe. Yeah. That's no way. He, 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 because it's like I don't know, ten, fifteen years earlier, he looks a lot younger, yeah. and and because he's like stood up with him, he's he's a genuinely massive guy. He's very tall, very stocky, but yeah, that's yeah. him. I do love that's that. That's incredible, that. and I love that he's had a lovely career yeah. progression. Pr- Promoted to the top job, and of course, I love that character. Yeah, uh, and one of the reasons one of the reasons I love that character is because he he can switch to be in a, uh, an ally like like in this film really or The Spy Who Loved Me mm. but he's actually probably a villain in say For Your Eyes it's Only it's Dayton because obviously we've you got you don't have it yeah exactly it. Oh, yeah love it we've got that Cold War thing going on and I think they that character they do a great job of making very realistic it'd be so cosy going to set wouldn't, wouldn't it those days when loads of them knew each other and uh, I can uh, imagine that the gorgeous yeah. Having a glass of wine with uh, Roger and Walter. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, and then and then another. So I wonder how they cast some of the the ladies in it. R- Rubelvich, who's who's been in uh, The Spy Love Me and Fury Eyes Only. She was uh, just happened to be Miss Austria, Miss World. So, so <laughs> we'll get onto some more mi- Miss uh, Miss World in the cast a bit later. But uh, yeah, <laughs> a- Ava Rubersteyer, and uh, here's John will like this particularly. Uh, nice little bit of trivia about her. She was in a 1980s Flake advert directed by Ridley Scott. Amazing! <laughs> that is class. Bad, is but yes, uh, yeah, she's. Uh, I think she just basically whispers to Gogol, gives him a piece of paper. Again, you know, very very engaging female character in these uh, in these films. A lot of agency. <laughs> right. Next, we're off to, as as Rob said, the the far more um, professional 
Russian wing of the the art world, the Kremlin repository. It even says that, doesn't it? I think there's like a title card that mm-hmm. tells you where it is. It is, yeah. It, it's it's actually it's a brass yeah. plaque outside. Right, guys. Do you know? Did you recognise yeah. Lemkin, the the, the 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 sort of highly strong guy who you know is running the operation? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to concentrate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> do you... I, I don't. I know. I, I, there is, there is, a rec- there is. You don't. I'm going to say that. no. He's called Peter Porteous. Not that, that helps anything, but he has been. <laughs> he's been in another Bond film. I really? did. I generally didn't know this, and then you think, of course, it's him. So if you tell us the Bond film, do you I think, think we'll so. Get I, it? I'll tell you, he's in one of our favourites that we've discussed already plenty of times today. Oh. Living, yes, he is. Oh, he's the, he's is the he gas. The, the, yes, the Christ- yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, Christmas tree guy who ends it's up. It's lights up like Christmas tree. Christmas tree. Yeah. Just another English guy doing a foreign accent, but. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I didn't realise that. Uh, you know, in <laughs> yeah. his career, unlike Google, absolutely <laughs> down the pan. <laughs> but. He's got 100% no, record. No, that of the gulag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't understand. He said something like, um, we have an unscheduled in Two days. Two days. What does that mean? I don't... What <laughs> what, they're going to come around and count stuff. I don't understand what's happening. You know, I don't, are we supposed to know? I don't know. The Fabergé egg, obviously, uh, oh, is there. Um... Yeah, I, I don't know. But we go yeah, there twice, yeah. don't we? Gogol does go there later on. Because um, he's obviously... Oh, well, three times then. Three times then, yeah. Yeah. It's like, a, you know, the, the so police great. detectives on Holy Grail trying to keep up with the rest of the film. You know, he, he, <laughs> Gogol eventually finds out why on earth these things are being stolen and uh, sold. If you like the Really 007 podcast, why not follow us on Facebook, as well as Instagram and Twitter. Look us up at Really 007 Pod. Really 007. But yeah, so then the obviously the 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 fake, as it were, is taken to the auction. We don't know that. That's another nice little twist. But here, I mean, we we haven't even been introduced to three major characters until this moment, where we only get a nice little glimpse of them. And I think uh, I, I'll just watch it again. As I'm not a scriptwriter, but a way of introducing your characters first of all a nice little nod to them all from from afar so you've got Khan looking very composed and in charge Magda a little walk past from her and then you've got Gabinda who already looks threatening you've already introduced the characters without any of them speaking and already you're interested you you, you really want to to learn a bit more about them Mm. yeah I mean if only to ask about Magda's yeah. shoulder pads, really. So, you know, no, there isn't. Shoulder <laughs> yeah. pads. Yeah. Now there isn't. Property. Yeah. Oh, Dear me, Roger. Come there on. are quite a few ladies here. Yeah, and, you know, Fanning quite rightly is like, now come on, James. This is. Bond <laughs> checking out the uh, the, the local town. <laughs> the auction scene. <laughs> So he to pick up and he's put his best pinstripe suit on for the oh. occasion, hasn't he? I mean, he's, oh, he's, he's looking he sharp. Jolly has. Oh, wow. He really is. And, and like it's cut to within an inch of its life on him as well. It, it's beautiful. <laughs> and, it's those, those... Um, and he's... No, no, uh, Chris, he's so 
confidence. So much fun to yes. watch in this scene. Um, and there's no subtlety from anybody no. going on anywhere. You know, they're all looking at each other going, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean the auction. I mean, like, Gabinda and yeah, Bond. Yeah, Hector and Bond. And Bond and Carol Collins. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I think those scenes, that, that scene definitely shows. You can see how relaxed Roger Moore is. Where it's like, this this is for him, this is like why he does yeah. Bond. He gets to say, there's a couple yeah, of lines yeah. here. He just gets to just like, let's say, relax in a, in a really nice suit and pervert women and say something <laughs> funny and then, you know, look like the hero. And I think that's, you can really see that. I think it shines through a lot does. in that scene. Less so yeah. when he's trying to like, get out of a chair and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> And doing those like, oh, yeah, a lot noises of noise later on. <laughs> but that, like I say, for me, this this scene is one of my favourites. Favourite Roger scenes, I think. The 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 way he yeah, starts off the the bidding war is brilliant, isn't it? And let's see how badly he wants it. And yeah, and he's and he's like there's a sort of schoolboy kind of charm cheekiness about him. Yeah. Where he's like, I say, he's really relaxed. Like, I'm just really mischievous, and I see that. And like the, the most blatant switch, where he doesn't actually do the switch. You know? Yeah, yeah. I like the idea of it. <laughs> I, do it. I like to say, you know, you know, for him, for for, for Bond, and I, and and I, actually, I can't see Connery doing that. But to have the the brass balls to to switch, yeah. you know, to steal yeah. something at an auction, you know, it's be so blatant about it. it. Is. I can't see Connery. Yeah. Doing, you know, I think it's like I say, it's a, it's a really fun scene. Like I said, great ways of introducing the characters, and there's already that conflict just without them actually having spoken, yeah. and it's kind of it builds really nicely. And and there's that, and there's also that like 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 you know, Roger Moore kind of taunting them, like he really wants to annoy them, he yeah. really wants to get yeah. under their skin. Just like the yeah. way he starts, and afterwards he goes outside and buys a magazine. He's just stood there blatantly, just right in the middle of it. People like bumping <laughs> yeah, into him. At them. And then the taxi driver is wearing a suit. He's obviously, a, a, you know, an agent, but he's wearing yeah, a yeah. suit and a tie. It's like that's yeah, not really subtle yeah. nod. It's, it's shot so well, though. The you know the storytelling of the yeah, auction it is, itself yeah. is shot so well with the noises from the crowd. Like, <gasps> yeah, and yeah. the ca- camera pulls back to see Bond's finger, like you know, having yeah. having bid. And Fanning's exasperation at him. Jim? You know, it's it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Jim, you wanna have a look? But you can can see how annoyed Kamal Khan is getting. Like and Kamal Khan is a very calm he's a very calm villain really. He doesn't particularly um, show anger at many points in the film, but you can see just how much Roger Moore is winding him up at that moment. It's it's beautifully done, like I say, the introduction. And it's also a nice way of um, Jim just sort of briefly explains who he is, just so just so we've got him from afar. A bit like in A View to a Kill, when at the the horse race, they sort of spy Mayday and uh, Zorin yes. from afar. And uh, I, I do love that in a film. I love I love how it's not like, hi, I'm uh, Zorin, Max Zorin. Nice nice to meet you. What's your name, James? Sorry, I didn't catch that, James Bond. <laughs> it's. Uh, it's <laughs> It makes yeah, them important yeah, before you, leave, you actually meet them yourself, doesn't it? It builds them up, yeah. And um, yeah, so we. Yeah. I mean, I, you you don't know who knows. Maybe Magda was was brought there as well to sort of entice Bond and uh, make him a bit more vulnerable because I'll, let, we'll get to that later on. But they do sort of use each other, don't they, uh, for the purposes of the egg? Anyway, we 
uh, another great line from it, uh, how it ends and the, the the John Barry music comes in and uh, but it is like he, he had to buy, but why? That's what I intend to find out. And then you're like, oh, come on, yeah. get in there. Yes. Come on. So good. Absolutely brilliant. Get in there, Jim. Yeah, it's ace. And then it's time for yes, the challenge. Yes, we're back. Back to M again, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so nice. Um, you had no yeah. business <laughs> pinning on that egg. Yeah, I mean, I don't, lovely. I don't want to, like, you know, bring the mood down. But oh, what, yeah. what are people's opinions on Robert Brown doing that scene? Because to me, what I mean by that is, is, is that that doesn't carry the same fear as when Bernard Lee shouts at him. I, that was, I think, particularly in the essential bond, yeah. actually. They, they criticised Robert Brown for being really? a bit cosy, but I, I still think he's a pretty scary guy. I, I think Bernard Lee, you're right, he's I do. terrified, isn't he? I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't mess with him. But, where I, you know, especially Robert Brown, in life, by the time we get Licence to Kill, he's got a real authority yeah. there, hasn't he? Absolutely. I think I think he's I think his lack of authority actually doesn't come from Brown himself in this scene. I think it comes from um, the writing of this scene because within one minute of screen time, he manages to change Bond manages to change his mind entirely and convince him to send him to India. So wow. he's, he's getting the telling off, and he said, "Well, this will you know, well I stole it so that we can find out you know where he's going, and he's going to India, and then." He says, "Well, you've got to go to India, yeah. haven't you? You yeah. know, like that, like, yeah. like within within about ten seconds." And he's already booked like, his ticket. <laughs> they've written Sorry. him into. He's, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, is, that, yeah, from one hand, that's brilliant storytelling because the storytelling is 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 ace with with like one very quick exchange. Um, Bond's ahead of the game and he's going to India, and now we know why. But at the same time, yeah, the cost of that and the speed of it means that you don't really buy into M's authority over Bond. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I've not thought about that before, but you, yeah, I like that. Rob. It's because we won't have seen it in order, no, will we? Like, because we'll have sort of known that Bond exactly. and his authority in general. If that's your new introduction to a new M, yeah, perhaps he isn't as. Yeah. You could say that with Ray Fiennes, arguably. You know, uh, perhaps not as much authority as Judy. Oh yeah, M. I mean, you could, you could. That's it. Yeah, you could say Bobby Brown is very easily swayed as an M. Then, if this was your only experience of an M, then yeah, oh, he's a proper pushover. Mm. He's just defeating with raw yeah, money. Yeah. <laughs> a charm and yeah, a I mean, suit. Bond is the star of this scene again because he, he he's almost given a bollocking and then immediately I I would have claimed it was a fake sir. And then the audience is in on it and superb in it. Yeah. yeah. Quite yeah, complicated yeah. for children uh, watching God. this growing up. But, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe that's why they put I, the clowns I, in just to. They did. The, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You got this gritty cold war thriller, but there's been a clown. Let's put a few crocodile suits and gorillas in there. Oh gosh, we're battling through this, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) We really are. We, after uh, yeah, over two hours, we we're finally now in India. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. And and the first real thing we hear is the Bond theme played on. Oh, well, yeah. before then we get a little bit of uh, sort of aerial work of what... It's like that sort of... It's like that helicopter that that lands on the water that babyishly passes passes the Taj Mahal and other historical sites. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? No, no. Forgive me, I got too excited. Some great music going on Yeah, it's not on the soundtrack. Absolutely gutting. That's it. Yeah. 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 That's not. No, not on no. The soundtrack. Yeah, harrowingly, I, 
All you can find is on YouTube a really dodgy sort of keyboard version of it, and you don't want to hear that. Just watch the film. <laughs> what would it be called? You know, because I always <laughs> yeah, find it really don't... funny looking at the titles. Bond goes to India. You know, what would it be called? Yeah, Bond, yeah, Bond, yeah, Bond yeah, arrives yeah, in yeah. India. Bond yeah. in India, yeah, I don't but know. But it's, uh, yeah, I think John Barry <laughs> said he, d- he didn't want to overdo, you know, sort of babyishly Indian uh, music. So there's like a little whiff of it, isn't there, with the flutes and stuff, but it's still classic yeah. Barry Bond music. We needed a sitar version of the yeah. Bond theme, Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Did you know, um, I've totally forgot to mention this, but you know in the the M scene when Bobby <laughs> Brown says to Bond, you've got to go, you know, he says, we've got a man in station, you know, what is yeah. what is the... Oh, yeah, yeah. What is the name oh, of uh, the uh, station that they've oh, given it? This region. Oh, you know. No, right? I, know, I know, but I want you to guess, yeah. Oh. What do they call this, you know, number? we've got a man in, no, like I've, I've, I've botched the question, so, it's, you know, it's, the, the, the station is in India, so they call it Station <laughs> I, <laughs> so good, the, the, you know, the, 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 sort of like the international intelligence community is not really scratching too many heads wonderful. over this one. <laughs> We've got a man yeah. in Station I, no yes. problem. I know it's India. You mean India? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're in India. Anyway, and, um, uh, Chris, you, you mentioned right. before, uh, Alan Humes, the cinematographer. He So he's worked on Fiori's Only and A View to a Kill. And possibly one of the best films ever, Return of the Jedi. He's, he also shot that. Yeah. And he... And another film, I think it's gone. It was really massively well received at the time, and no, people don't really mention it now. Fish called Wanda. But uh, no, I mean, you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't choose that for how well shot it is. But um, he's got some pretty he's got a pretty good CV. But I th- what do you, do you think the shot? Is arguably the best shot of the the John Glenn films. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, I suppose you've got you've got more of a. I suppose like because you've got India, you've got it lends yeah. itself to having more of a scope, and it's much more yeah. kind of lush than you know, kind of the Afghan. I was just about to say. You know, yeah. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and 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 you know, you, yeah, I think there is more of an opportunity to sort of showcase those, you know, that his his, you know, you know, kind of some really nice shots, and you know, to have the way he phrases. Like I say that that opening shot where it goes. This, 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 you got the helicopter. You're looking through, I think, some some pillars. And it kind of raised. This is a crane shot. It raised, and you can see that you know the whole sort of obviously Delhi thing, which is great. Which is just you know, it, it's not. 
again, there's not, it's not kind of just plonking the camera down and just like, here's the shot, like wide shot, medium shot, close, you know, there, there, there's some actual thought, some artistic thought that goes into, into this. And I think, um, to, 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 to balance, you know, those, those really kind of lush, beautifully framed shots with cracking action that doesn't feel kind of too rigid or stale. I think he does a really good job, and I think obviously down to the editing as well. But I think uh, no, he's, I think he's, he's done some great films. I think. I think uh, I think he did even Runaway Train. Underrated. The, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Is it is Eric Robertson now? Really yes, he's Eric Robertson. Sort of yeah. a Bond Barry in the Specialist. Mm-hmm. John Barry. Another good John Barry. John Barry. Yeah, <laughs> um, and a gratuitous nudity of <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, more than chance there. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yes. Anyway, so we, uh, <laughs> Rob, we yes, we do get to the uh, breaking the fourth wall with the, ah, yes, sorry. the James Bond on the the Indian flute. What do you think? Yeah. I, I I I mean it, it confused me <laughs> so much as a child because I I just didn't know I'd never seen the fourth wall broken in anything before, so I didn't know what it meant at all. I was like. So does that mean that James Bond is aware of his own theme tune, and he knows what that? So in the world of the, these movies, does that mean that other people know that that man over there has a theme tune, and it's recognisable? And it just it, it totally extracted me as a child from this. I mean, obviously I was fine again in minutes. You know, but <laughs> it's one of those for me like what like well, okay. rare real missteps for me. Just to back that theme tune vibe up, Rob. Um, Necross quite blatantly knows that yeah. his theme tune is where is everybody gone by <laughs> the got <laughs> <laughs> where yeah. is everybody gone he's like I love my theme tune play it when I'm uh, strangling uh, a milkman and then I'm going to yeah yeah I'm going to I'm strutting down my white milk bottles here yeah. WWE style this is me I'm coming down yeah <laughs> I think, you know, we all have them, but I always assume that, you know, really? I mean, we all have our own theme tunes in our own heads, don't we, yeah, but I always assumed that, you know, they were inter- internal, and that they weren't like, yeah, you know, I think they are, Rob, yeah. you know, like, you know, but like, in this, it's like, you know, like, have you got that, you know, like, when they were discussing it, like, um, how will he know, um, you know, when the guy gets off the plane, how will he know that to contact, to come to me, of all the people? You know, oh well, Johnny's theme tune. He's brilliant. Just want to play his theme tune. <laughs> so like, good. Oh, he has a theme tune. Oh, why didn't you say yeah. so? So I don't, Yeah, it was such a weird Cause, choice. Because it's you know Bond's reaction is as in. Not like that's oh a, that's that's the tune I was told to listen to. All oh, right, I'll subtly remember that that's why I got to chat to this guy. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> But he, yeah, so VJ, of course, um, you'd probably call it stunts casting, wouldn't you? Yeah. He, I think Cubby saw him uh, playing at Wimbledon, and he, he basically said, "How can I not? How can I not do this? One one morning I was playing at Wimbledon, and the next I'm in Pinewood, um, acting in a James Bond film." So, so good. I, I, yeah, he's uh, he was quite a, you know probably the best ever Indian player. Got to a couple of of quarterfinals at Wimbledon. He's, he's actually six foot four. I didn't realise wow. that either. That's astonishing. I didn't know that at all. Because if you think about it, he's probably just slightly taller than Roger. So, yeah, must be must be tall. And he and his brother also played professionally. They played in doubles together. 
cosy. If you, I don't know whether any of you have seen the there's a gorgeous sort of background Bond in India, sort of documentary yeah. featurette, and the banter between Roger and VJ is super. Yeah, yeah. Is it? Oh. He's, te- he's teasing him with his. He's scared of snakes, and he has to do this scene, of course, where he's. I mean, again, slightly racist overturns up. <laughs> snake, snake charmer. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, so he. <laughs> It's what all Indians are doing, uh, you know, just when you meet them. So, yeah. So he, uh, yeah, he was like pretending to uh, to play to to chuck snakes at him, and uh, they had to do the scene hundreds of times. Brilliant. There's just, just, just so many questions about this bit. Like, what's he playing before Bond arrives? It's like a weird yeah, 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 version yeah. of the Jungle Book thing. Like, it's absolutely bonkers, and. <laughs> and then and then he you know he says like how is so VJ must already be a snake charmer no because he's yeah, actually he doing it he's doing it you know he is actually controlling the snake no because he, he says that, I hate snakes yeah, he yeah. hates snakes he yeah. says that yeah yeah but what so how is he but he's, he's managing the whole snake it, charm thing <laughs> you know right we're just again picking this VJ for this job I mean I feel just feel so sorry for him. Right, we're just going to go look through your list of credentials here. You hate snakes. So would you be all right doing a snake charmer <laughs> cover story? Yeah. Like, probably not, really. You know, like, could you do it for us on this occasion? It's, it's so harsh. Um, and then, he, you know, play with your asp. What does that mean? I've got no idea what that means. So, oh, yeah, yeah. So an asp. What does it mean? An asp is a, is yeah. a for a snake in it. So it's playing with that. And then I suppose it's just... I suppose it's just... Um, well, I don't know. I, I've always I've always taken it as an ass. I've always taken yeah. it like as a bit of a play with your ass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fair point. What? Yeah. yeah. I, I just don't understand. Play with your ass. It, it, I, I've gone through it it's time like and time. Three year old would say, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> play with your ass. It's like something that was said in in the room. You know, like Tommy Wiseau would have read. Yeah, it. Yeah. Go play with your ass. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but um, they, they point up the mountain um, and it's quite crucial to remember this I think for later on because Monsoon Palace is literally the peak of a massive mountain mm. yeah. with a noticeable lack of jungle around it that's very yes. crucial to remember for later yes. on true yeah there's, you're absolutely right there are quite a few palaces and floating palaces and yeah. the, the hotel oh shit have you it's like a, a a man's dream, isn't it? The hotel. I mean, it's just it basically just bathes well, everywhere. Well, I mean, it? everywhere <laughs> you look. To... And I think apparently when yes, yeah, sorry, yeah, ju- just yeah, just to thing. go on that thing. You remember the babe at the hotel? Sorry, the the woman at the hotel. <laughs> 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 yeah. It's a compliment. It's fine. The woman at the hotel who is stood at the reception and uh, while James is walking to the pool and it, the blonde haired lady and I think she's in a few of the octopus you see I think she becomes part of the circus later on on the bonding yes. on the bonding India documentary the cameraman is obsessed with her and he basically just focuses <laughs> in on her at every single opportunity and I mean all I'll say to him is um, fair play for the sheer audacity of just watching, I mean, like he, he's not even subtle in the slightest. It's 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 the same level as James putting his uh getting his camera and doing it at the secretary's oh. boobs 
fucking the Q branch is oh, that yeah. level of sexual harassment. The uh, the latest in liquid crystal. Liquid crystal technology. Really 007. Really 007. And there's a bit with Ben. Uh, in fact, so with uh, when he talks about you know that he says. He points out, it's always, that's Monsoon Palace. It's heavily guarded. He's, well, how do I get to him? He says, he plays backgammon at the hotel. And as a guest, you're automatically a member. Oh, well, that's that problem yeah. solved then. I don't need to worry about the armed guard. Yeah, yeah. I'm a member. Yeah. As a writer, you know, how do you solve the issue? You know, like, well, we've got to get him from down there, down to here. And get them to meet, but we've got about eight seconds of screen time to do it in. Yeah. Give me, give me a minute here, you know. And a line just comes out of nowhere, and then you've got the least um, amount of spy work he's yeah. ever had to do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we've you know we've set everything up for you, James. All you have to do is pull it off. You just have to check um, into the hotel. That's it. You, you yes, to... yeah, yeah. And I love that the, the, the BJ then he goes and gets changed, and he appears like he's cosplaying Roger Moore with his. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and cravat and it's just like yeah, yeah. Like, no one else he, knows he appears, he appears but he appears late though as well doesn't yeah. he but <laughs> like he's never worn it before he's like oh well Roger Moore's coming on so I thought I'd suck up to him and, and wear one I've never seen you in a cravat I might have well yeah. Yeah. <laughs> again like they, they don't normally let you know VJ's kind into this casino you know it's for the sort of white westerners isn't it <laughs> better put on a, uh, a nice suit and tie well not enough for that in this case yeah but it's there is a bit of you know well we get it's at the end of this scene but the whole oh here's some money i know that you know the worst line ever isn't it the this should keep you in curry for a while but even without that line it's like oh you even though you're the head of mi6 and mi6 agents you probably don't have any money and you this could probably feed you for for Yeah, it is a bit yeah, gross. Um, but I think the Major's um, presence here, because it could be, if it was just um, Bond being the best, better than all the local, the locals, then that would be even, you know, harder to accept. But the fact that the Major is a sort of a pretty sweaty, toady man yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, that c- yeah. can't get anything right, and Bond helps him out as well. I mean, th- again, let's just get this right. Though. This scene, though, with the backgammon is so great. It's so great. Super. Louis Jordan is just having the absolute oh time of his life. And um, it's just a joy to watch start to finish this whole scene. It is. We, we Like I said before, we get that uh, the first introduction to him, Magda and Gabinda from afar without hearing any of them speak. Uh. So we're already interested. But now this is like a, a brilliant introduction to all three of mm. them. P- particularly Gabinda because it's like the who, who is he? He looks a bit of a threat. Oh, right. He's done that with the dice, his eyes. He is a threat. He's someone yeah. we should be scared of. And, um, yeah, I think he's, he chats to Magda, doesn't he? He has a lovely little cosy yeah. chat at the, the, well, the guy at the auction. Magda gets... A, 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 yeah, <laughs> I, I, I've got no... What's Magda doing? Right, because she gets up, walks to the bar, sits down. He sits next to her yeah. and says, can I buy you a drink? She says no, so she gets up and leaves. You went to the bar in the first place, Magda. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, and then yeah, and then before we go, it, it's all happening. Well, it yeah. works though because she's trying to, she's yes, trying to entice true. him, isn't she, to get the the egg back? Yeah. This is if if you have an honest reading of it. Oh like... yeah, yeah. And when he gets <laughs> when he brings the egg out during the auction, oh. like oh that is so great. Oh, I think this. What? Should, what is it? Yes, it's, uh, this is um... this is 
ample security. Uh, there's there's yeah. lots of similarities between this scene and the Goldfinger scene playing golf. So you've you've yes. got yeah. like obviously both of Goldfinger and Kamal Khan cheat. You've got uh, Bond um, winding up the antagonist by throwing down. Obviously here it's the egg in Goldfinger, it's the gold bar, and then obviously you've got the henchman at the end crushing an instrument. So for odd job, it's the golf ball, Gabinda, it's the dice, and yeah. yeah. It doesn't feel like a knockoff. It feels original. No, it feels no. really yeah, no, good. It's, right. it's a cracking scene. It's a really good scene. I think it, yeah. it might be because of the intensity of it and they're like staring each other out. I, yeah. I think I Intimate, my favourite bit the is the yeah he because he knows that obviously his dice are loaded and he says um, it's all in the wrist because he, you know he relays the line back to him doesn't yeah. he? Mm. And then he, the best thing is I don't know who whether this was John Glenn or Roger Moore's idea, he doesn't look. Oh. He doesn't even have to look at the double six. Oh, it's, it's so sick. cocky. So yeah. cool. Fancy that. And then he just gets it fancy that. It's just, again, Roger's the best at this kind of scene, I think. Yeah. Do, do you know um, the line, um, oh, luck, then I will oh, luck. take players' privilege. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, um, the amount of times growing up that me and my brother would swap pool cues when we were playing in a pub or whatever. Yes. You know, like, if, if he'd scored, you know, if he'd potted a few and then, like, well, I will take players' privilege oh, and use his cue for my shot. Brilliant. <laughs> Such weird people. That is superb, Rob. No, Brilliant, that. That's what I want people to be listening to. So, oh, oh, yeah, or yeah. Or something similar. <laughs> yes, yeah. But I know from this scene now that I love, obviously love Bond, but I love um, VJ, even though VJ hasn't arrived yet because he, <laughs> he's late. Yeah. He's probably trying on cravats. Um, <laughs> and, um, I love uh, Kamal Khan and I love love Magda, actually. I like Magda. Oh, yeah. And I like... Um, Obviously, Gabinder. I think Gabinder is one of my favourite henchmen. Full stop. Absolutely agree. Like, yeah, he's yeah. He's a genuine threat. He is. Yeah, um, but so so crisp. And when he speaks with that brilliant, <sighs> such crisp, erudite, yeah, it's a great voice delivery. Yeah, I just because you don't it. expect it. You don't hear it for a while. His voice, but then yeah. he's got a lovely, yeah, bass voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> um, yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. Because, um, I mean, it's a bit, you could say it's a little bit uh, comic book, how he can break the dice. Yes. But yeah, it's, cool. it works, it works. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, uh, if we're talking comic book, we might have to rein in quite a bit of this entire film. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, like I was saying before, with Rublevich, or Rublevich, however you say it, uh, Gogol's secretary in the in the, the Russian scenes. She was Miss Austria, Miss World. Uh, uh, Christina Weyborn was was Miss Sweden and Miss Scandinavia. Wow. And I thought she was American. I didn't. But, didn't uh, yeah. Didn't know that until right this second. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so she her real name is Brit Inga Johansson. So yeah, fairly Swedish. <laughs> Just a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that is that show Christina that is Weyborn? Her, is yeah. Her, Oh. Yeah, and I think Maud Adams is only called Adams because she was married to somebody called Adams. Yeah, because she's Swedish oh, as well, right. isn't she? She's Swedish as well, yeah. yeah. So they so they were both sort of saying, oh, whenever we were fed up with the guys, we were just talking Swedish to each other <laughs> uh, backstage, nice. as it were. 
But yeah, she. I'm sure she was you, quite fed up from time we, to time. Uh, <laughs> are we fans of Magda and Wayborn? Are we? Yeah. 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 Obviously, very ugly lady, but she 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 does quite well in the acting chops. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, John. Um, nah, I don't know what. Oh, hey. What do I say about my? There's certain times when she speaks that she just comes across so wooden. And I think the scene that does my head in the most is when she goes, "It's for my scrapbook." That's the one that does my head. Yeah, that, yeah. Lines me up how she says it. I, I'm, I'm a big fan. I collect. Yeah, my scrapbook memories. Yeah, and you know you say the egg. For your life, and her, her eyes were like <laughs> yeah, really yeah, yeah. come to the forefront, and it's 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 a minor gripe, but it's always been one of the things as a kid I vividly remembered, and uh, with Bond, as Rob said uh, implied about the pool cues, those kind of traditions stick with you with Bond, don't they? So it's always been mm, something I've associated with mm. uh, with Magda. She's she's very aggressive. Um... Yes sort of kissing uh, oh, in the macking me. later on. It's all a little bit like... And it's it's a, just a little bit... Um, but again, yeah, the scrapbook bit, you know, like, mm. um, it's from my scrapbook. I collect memories like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah. you know where, are you, where are you going with this? Like, are you, are you taking pictures of me because I'm going to die? Like, what, what yeah. is happening here? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so she, I mean, is there, is there more psychopath behaviour out there than arranging for people to take paparazzi photographs of people you're about to sleep with then have murdered? <laughs> it's a very strange, strange setup. I love how there are so many different interpretations of just this scene. <laughs> I know, yeah, very <laughs> tiny things. She lured him in right from the option. She, she lured him in. Yeah. Then sort of made it played it hard to get at the bar. There, there's and a very um, lost, uh, well I'd never heard it before, um, VJ uh, line as he goes up the stairs um, in the casino as well. By the way, um, oh. it, he just literally it's said really quietly after, uh, just before the cut as he's going up holding the money. You know, after the he's been given the money to look hold by Bond, he says it's a wonderful racket this. Oh, another another tennis record. tennis heck yeah yeah oh. <laughs> I hadn't heard it before <laughs> the, the scene is also uh, the music comes in briefly of course when he utters the catchphrase isn't he Bond James Bond thank you I'd be delighted oh yeah again like we said to try and get in a be bit delighted. of the Bond theme and the little trademarks against yeah. Never Say Never Again but uh, I, I also love how he 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 makes Kamal Khan aware that he's onto him, and he says his name, doesn't he? Yeah. Like, Spend the money quickly, Mister Bond. I intend yeah. to. Him. Kamal Khan. Oh, so oh I love yeah. that. It's brilliant. <laughs> My security and My yours. Security. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Quote the whole scene uh, verbatim, pretty much. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, top top chase. Yeah, we're there. We're there. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Be close, guys. Yes. He's got a. Gabin has got a massive, terrifying blunderbuss. Yeah, um, yeah. Like the the first and only appearance of a blunderbuss in a Bond movie, is it? <laughs> you know, I thought I thought from reading the Beano that there'd be blunderbusses later in life all over the place. 
Yeah, it just happened again, in any. <laughs> you know, been none. colonial <laughs> empire view of India. Brilliant. Yeah, going yeah. around bloodbusters <laughs> in the eighties. But the the um the amount of puns. I mean, oh, there's about a two minute oh. segment where every line is a pun. There isn't any dialogue. It's just puns it, after puns. It's Pierce Brosnan territory. Yeah, isn't it? it is genuinely yeah, like yeah, every yeah. single line by that point. Yeah. But we mentioned it before, um, didn't we? With, with uh, I think Chris, you said it. The the the, the slight uh, subtleties in the script, perhaps that VJ might might be a tennis player in real life. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. He's been working on his backhand, we, hasn't he? So apparently. Yeah. yeah. Well, my yeah. backhand's improved. <laughs> yeah. Such a nice well, delivery. I was watching it with my brother Matthew, and it was the first time he realised that the crowd watching. Are watching it like a tennis match, aren't they? They're like, really? Oh, oh had he not, really? not picked that up? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> okay. that is, I'm right, aren't I? That, that's yeah, that's the, definitely what it is. Sound design. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. The sound design when the the racket strikes yeah. is just it's a ball on a racket. It's not a person. Yeah, yeah it's just, it is. Yeah. Pow, pow. The tennis racket he happens to have, and then game said match. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's all done quite neatly. And then great. of course Bond is uh, is stabbed. And there's a bit, oh. actually a bit of oh, hey, hang on, this is a bit scary. Yeah. And the bomb theme kicks in again. Thank God for hard currency. Yeah, brilliant. And <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the um, elastic neck of the beggar man. You know when the Aye. money lands in the <laughs> lands in his. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> it's absolutely. I'm outrageous. sure. Look, these are all just random people who turned up, weren't they? Like, I don't, I he asked no for a idea. few thousand extras and then. Triple the amount turned up apparently. Really? Wow. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. amazing. It was um, absolute chaos. This has got um, a double take by a camel in it. This segment as well. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Like the dove on uh, oh, Moonraker. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the bed of nails guy is ace. The the outrage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This just skews me. As he takes the, uh, oh, so like, I mean, obviously all Indian people are doing this on the streets everywhere. I'm, I'm really, really enjoying the, um, yeah, they just, they just <laughs> happened across this oh. scene while filming. Like, um, I just, I love, I yeah, really catch. like, I don't think Roger Moore gets enough credit for the hand-to-hand fights he's involved with. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I think physically he's ace in these bits. Yeah. I love the hand-to-hand stuff. Um, and I think it's matched by really good sound design. Every punch feels meaty and meaty, but sort of like superhero-y at the same time, you know, like, uh, and every, you know, there's lots of, oh, oh you know, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Good, <laughs> when he gets the stabbing with oh, the thing, yeah. oh, it's, that's a lovely oh, sound. Brosnan levels of, of sort of, no, not nearly aspirated enough. <laughs> 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 Um, and then um, yeah there's the the, uh, what do you call it like a path of coal yeah hot coal hot coal that's it yeah Yeah. Um, and but it's all so fun so much noise going on there it's so fun yeah Yeah, lovely mature man noises that's what I think they'll have to go down as um and then, yeah, you've got um, Rupia. Rupia! <laughs> Which, I, I can't, again, this is another thing. You know, um, my mum and dad used to give me, like, some bread to feed ducks with when we go on holiday. <laughs> Obviously, turn into tiny bits of Rupia! <laughs> Everywhere. 
any, anything that needs to be distributed in small quantities over a large radius is rupee. Oh, it's a version of Make It Rain, isn't it? Yeah, it's a make bit it like rain. Make It Rain. Oh, yeah. Yeah, why is T-Pain never, you know, rapped about? <laughs> What's it never happened? Easy uh, come, easy go. <laughs> Rupia, make it flow. Um, yeah, and then, uh, what happens then? Q-Branch. The cyclist who just went randomly through the chase. He That was just a, an extra. He wasn't... Well, no, he wasn't even an extra. He was just happened to be exactly going there. He didn't didn't even notice that this was going on because, obviously, this is regular behaviour. <laughs> <laughs> but they're like, oh, we've got to keep that in. That's so, so good. good. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a, it's a great scene. Um, and then they, they go through, yes, to the, the hideout, Q's hideouts. And... Uh, oh! As they, they sort of give up the, the chase, Gabinda. Ooh, yeah. But yeah, the, again, I mean, you know, we've had really strong scenes so far. We've had the, the auction scene, then we've had the uh, the introduction at the, at, the, at the auction to some of the characters, then we've had the backgammon scene, then we've had this chase. And then I think, again, what a, it's a brilliant cue scene. Because he's in such a sort of spiky mood, isn't it? I, I understand. I understand there is a, an awful lot of uh, um, dodgy, leery, lechy behaviour yes, going on. It's not aged well, has it? It's, it's not it's, really. No. no, it's funny for different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, he gets. This is where you see all the main sort of tools for the job Bond is given. Um, yeah. And one of them is that I couldn't. Uh, you know, the fountain pen he gets given, and he, <laughs> you know he. Empties it out like you know, sulfur a, a mix of sulfuric and hydrochloric acid, and it goes out and says, you know, he says it, it dissolves all metals, so he pours it onto metal. Yeah, and it doesn't yeah. nothing happens. Absolutely nothing happens. It fizzes a bit. You know, I don't understand. Um, uh, Wonderful for poison. Yeah. Pills. Yes. Um, the lovely and, and again it's constant um innuendo right the way through with the, even to the rope thing yeah how many problems keeping it up here brilliant it's a pg <laughs> but yeah uh, we, the... we get introduced to another a brilliant late multi-layered female Ooh. character called karen, <laughs> who, karen. Uh, she is assigned to um so yes. his uh his uh, white tuxedo yeah and yes. then at the, he comes back and says it's the best we can do, Commander. <laughs> and then we have Emotion. Smithers and the and the revolving and the folding door. Ah, right. Smithers. I, do you know who yeah. plays Smithers? I don't. This is know. another Boba Fett. Uh, have you heard of a guy called Jeremy Bullock? I, I just, I mean, I, I heard what you I said, did, Chris, yeah. but no way. Oh, did he, I didn't <laughs> hear it, Chris. Sorry, I stole your thunder. No, that's amazing. No, no, no. no, 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 no I would have got it from the name Jeremy Bullock. So um, that's amazing. Wow. So it was, yes, yes, it was Boba Fett. Uh, probably got more of a part in this. <laughs> <wasn't it? laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a better ending, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the, the door, right? The Return of the Jedi episode coming up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the, yeah. the awful door that, you know, oh. comes around and smashes you. Oh, it yeah, only yeah. really works if you knock on the door at a perfect right <laughs> So it doesn't work. If you're close to it, you'll just get pushed out of the way like, ah. Yeah. But like you only get the full brunt if you like. I mean, <laughs> on average, this is the worst set of gadgets Q ever provides in a scene, isn't it? Really? Oh we yeah. We have yeah. got a, we I have think... got a 
a pen that doesn't dissolve the metal that it goes onto. We've got a <laughs> rope that just basically flattens and can't keep his end up. And we've got a revolving door that only works if you're at a 90 degree right angle. <laughs> and if you twin this with um, the uh, the jet that can only fly for 90 <laughs> seconds before needing to refuel, it's uh, it's not a great showing from Cuba. <laughs> it's all made up by the latest in liquid uh, well, crystal technology. <laughs> it really is, yeah, it really is. It really, really is. And and the the crocodile that we're gonna have huge discussions about. Oh. Mm. I can't. I mean, the the clever side of this, the, this cleverest bit, I suppose, is the absolutely gorgeous uh, little stagecoach that goes into the Fabergé egg, the carriage. Oh, oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a a tracking device, isn't it? Yes. And then that's linked to his watch, and that's quite well used over the next few yeah. scenes. It is, isn't it? Um, yeah. And I think the. The, his uh, pen also has a listening device, doesn't it, at the end? It does, yeah. Although Mike's just hair dryer stops that one. Working, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, does she do that intentionally? Her face, her face does make it look like she's doing it intentionally. She looks really yeah, smug I when thought she's she was. doing it, yeah. But we don't know, do we? <laughs> Yeah, so yes, it's he's, he's. I think he plays his part really well here. Uh, Desmond Llewellyn, Llewellyn, sorry, that's uh, the Welsh word. Can you it? <laughs> but yeah, we've you know there are other puns in there, aren't there? Perfect image cue and very handy. I've no, you know, it's just a hand. There's no gadget. We do just, just a watch and a hand. It's just yeah, and obviously the the shot of the cleave. I mean that wouldn't happen, would it? You couldn't get away with that now. It's not just it's reason. not just the shot though, is it? It's like the zoom in and out that goes with it. I mean, it's yeah. just... and then they stick. It sticks to that view. They don't move they it. Do, they don't move. They just no, carry they... on. I mean, could you imagine that that person? You know, like a bystander, <laughs> right? Watching, like, so they just a bystanders, you know, just come like, wow, I've done a pretty good job putting this MI6 field office together, right? Oh, here comes one of the agents now. What the <laughs> hell is he doing? What's he? What's he doing? Have you seen this? That, that, that's yeah. I think maybe it's I mean, just oh, it's Bond again. The actress like, oh, mum, I'm in a James Bond film. Yeah, we're doing, it's, it's a gadget scene. You know, no, it's no, no, I'm not a Bond girl. No, I've actually I've got quite a good job. I'm in a, I'm in a Q branch yeah. in India. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. Oh, what what do you do? It's absolutely. Ah, right. Okay. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. So uh, the next scene is uh, a lovely sort of hotel dinner meal with uh, Magda, where all-time high instrumental on on piano, lounge jazz, gorgeous version of that. Yeah. <laughs> a bit like do the a bit like on Fiore's only. There's a bit of a, a bit of that, isn't it, at the casino? I think. Mm. Um, with the with the theme there, but that's that's the line you said, John, isn't it? Which is it's almost like spelling out the plot. The egg for your life. Yeah. <laughs> it basically just says that's why I'm here. So. <laughs> uh, there's so many lines now I really think about it that Magda says that I, I don't 
really get to well. I don't <laughs> think there's from this scene and the next, you know, because they move straight up to the bedroom, really. Oh yeah, they, you know, and um, yeah, and it's it, there's lots of uh, you know. The, well, we've discussed memories and uh, <laughs> the scrapbook. This is a bit, a bit bizarro, but then later on, you're not. Like, we'll make yours a love. <laughs> What, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. What does it mean? Don't know what it means. Still don't know what it means. Mean? Sharing I, mean, I don't understand. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I genuinely like puzzled. I had to stop it. I was it's like, like cup. should we have a sharing cup? <laughs> yeah, just, just pour yours into your glass and I'll pour mine into mine. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I, it doesn't, you know, and as well, like two champagne, nearly full champagne glasses at the time in bed. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's just. <laughs> It's yeah, just, yeah. It's such a recipe for so I've just typed that into uh, Google uh, just to see what comes up. Oh, hey. and the first thing that comes up is Snoop Dogg gin and juice. <laughs> oh, <right>. no way! <laughs> Brilliant, that's what we is want. That where we got the line? <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna have to look now. Yeah. Higher um, arts, I think. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, personally, the mu- the music here. This is like the the loveliest version of the. It is, yeah. The, the instrumental uh, with the flute and everything. Very very Tom pickup um, Bond music. This. It really, the, really the is. Love things. Yeah. Are you, um, I mean, it is complemented by "I need refilling." Of course, you do. Of course, you do. Yeah. Again, PG. So. Yeah. Well, he just, he just, he, lo- he, just, he just, yeah, he looks at her first, doesn't he? Like, you know, like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sheesh, you know. Sheesh, there's a double take there. Um, yeah, it's a little on the. An aggressive kiss. Very I mean, aggressive. Pierce and then and then eyes eyes open through it. Oh, as well. I mean, like she's got yeah, eyes open. Yeah. Pierce Brosnan has been taking lessons from her. It, I mean, his kissing, his <laughs> kissing <laughs> is very inspired by Magda. There is no doubt about. Yeah. Yeah. Biting that little Danish girl. Oh, to just death. brushing up on <laughs> his little Danish. Yeah. Very good. Uh, yeah. So we, again, so we, she has used Bond in a, in the sense that she's taken the egg because they need that fake egg. But she Bond wanted her to take it. It's quite confusing because it's got the tracker in, hasn't it? I find so. I can't. It's quite complicated. Did each other know that was going to happen? Or I find it a really. Did Bond know he was going to get knocked out? I find it a really frustrating seeing this because she's trying to hide it, but the mirror is so yeah. it's so blatantly like, obvious go, what she's doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I, it's always wound me up that scene because she's just not very clever, mm. is she? Basically, uh, uh, hiding. unless it was yeah. intended. Because she, when she, and I have to say, it's probably one of the best shot, most beautiful. The dress, how it unravels, she goes down, so nice. But she shows it. She shows it almost in plain sight to Kamal Khan and Bond. Yeah. So it's almost like, come on, come and get it. I think. Yeah. That's what again my interpretation. I think that we can see in the when he comes over to kiss her is to, to tell the audience that Bond knows that she's taking it it's yes. like that's yes. quite right, deliberate I'm, I'm going with that one it does make her look like an absolute fool yeah. but you know that's not the first time <laughs> <laughs> for a female character <laughs> in a film well she's, she's a circus performer yeah. she's, she's absolutely no experience of her spy <laughs> yeah. but yeah <laughs> Oh, and, um, yeah, when um, he, he shows up, uh, Khan, he's just like, I love every movement of him. You know, like opening the door and holding it open for her and putting a little like a little coat around her. And he's just, he's quite liquid the way he moves, isn't he? Yeah. Like like a, a, a liquid that's got tension. I, I can't really describe it. It's like watching the, the tendril from abyss in human form. 
<laughs> in lovely clothes. I don't. I can't. It's so hard to describe how I feel about it. But there's I love a, it. There's a, a really good uh, fact about that scene as well. So when she leans over on the balcony, that that was shot at Pinewood. And then when she lands, that's shot in India. Oh, wow. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Very cool. Yeah. Moving magic that only Moving magic happening. Uh, yeah, so... The, yeah, Louis, we haven't really mentioned uh, Louis Jordan, have we? But uh, he, he's <laughs> like a... He, he's, he's like more of the, the classically suave bombardage, isn't he? He's never really mentioned in the whole oh, who's the best villain in the series debate. He's never really mentioned, but... For his part, for what he does, I think he's, he's really good at it. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, I, just looking at pictures of him as a younger man is very strange, you know, like because he's yeah, so, he, do, he looks different, doesn't he? He does, yeah, because he I sort of just picture him as this, yeah, and nothing else, you know, and this age forever, but and nothing else. So, you know, it, and he had like a massive sort of Hollywood career. Yeah, I was this. reading you know, about him. Yeah. So good, yeah. The amount of movies he's been in, um, and very successful jump over from I think Fran, 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 French cinema to yeah, um, yeah to, to Hollywood. Um, yeah, I, no, I think he's he's in the conversation for me as one of the best villains. Really? Sure. Wow. Because he's not. I like it. Yeah, I really like him. He's yeah. more in the a villain that you like as a person rather than yeah, oh, he's the scariest villain or. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Anyone who quaffs an eyeball is, you know, pretty intimidating. In my <laughs> oh, wow. we're nearly there, Rob. We're nearly there. <laughs> I like him. I do really like him. Um, he's, he's suave. He's sophisticated. He doesn't like to get his hands dirty. That's why he's got Gabinda. He's one mm. of those ones. You know, he's not. He's not physical. Yeah. He's not a physical. He's a drax. Yeah. Um, but he's also for me one of those ones who he falls into that like Lashif category, as in. He isn't the absolute mastermind. He's kind of working for somebody else, kind of thing. There is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can understand. And yeah. and I, I really <laughs> like him. He's certainly not one of my least favourites. I, I, he's a good, solid villain. But I won't say he's my absolute favourite by any stretch. Well, apparently, Ral Silva in the end was just just working for well, somebody else. That, didn't even... Well. <laughs> oh dear dear. That, dear. That's a, that's a <laughs> oh dear dear. dear. <laughs> Forget. <laughs> didn't need the rights of Spectre in the end at all, did they? You know, there could be a big anyway. debate of uh, which is more a Bond film, uh, Spectre or Never Say Never Again. But anyway, that's um, that's for another debate. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right there, John. Um, um, <laughs> sorry, I've got to shout it out. The second, the movie second big cheater chop happens here. Uh, yes, it does. Yeah. Gabinda comes in and. Ah, yeah. Ooh. It's stuff. uh again. So did Bond intend to do that? I don't. Oh uh, no, he would have just followed them. He would have somehow. Uh, yeah, I would have. Yeah, them. probably. I don't know. I mean, actually, sorry. We know that it, Bond knows that she's got the egg straight away because he reaches over and picks up his watch while she's still in the room and turns it on, turns the tracking device on. So. Yeah, 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 that's Chris, right, you're yeah. right. Yeah, we know straight away that um, Bond Bond knows exactly what he's doing, um, and and it's Maud Adams' time. It is, and you know, I think I I think we're about even now though. We don't we we're still subtly introduced to the character, aren't we? Yeah, we don't see yes, her face great. just yet. 
wouldn't reveal in the tradition yeah, yeah, of Bond, yeah, yeah. isn't it? That you don't, you know, like Blofeld, you're not seeing her face, and that she's got a pet yeah. as such. You know, it's not a yes. cat; it's a pussy. Well, not a pussy. So, <laughs> so it's sort of <laughs> But yeah, I think she's. Yeah, again, she has she has a, 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 a stillness to her performance, which is I think is actually quite quite nice and kind of offset, which is what I, I find frustrating later on, where she's where the sort of during the action she seems quite panicked. I thought she would be a bit more kind of assertive and kind of maybe actually yes. get involved, but she's just like running, closing doors, and you know that kind of thing. But I think she's a great character and a, a nice little, you know. The back history of her father and how Bond was involved in that. I think that's a really, again, I think it's uh, it's always a, it's always really fun when you touch on previously unseen adventures. You know, that it was never yes. filmed. Oh, yeah. but, oh, that was a, the thing that happened that Bond with this and that, mm. but you never saw it on film. But it's no. something else. It adds another kind of layer to it. We wouldn't want a prequel though, based on. Uh, the octopus's father adventures. Um, we don't need that. We just, we just. It's quite nice to have some things that are left yes. uh, unsaid. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I've never thought about that. Yeah, she is introduced a bit like uh, a blowfell, yes. because yeah. at this stage she's mysterious. All we know is that she's fabulously wealthy. That's that's all we know about her. Yeah, um, I, I, I like that. Um, she feels like an equal to um, Bond, but she also she feels like a superior to Kamal Khan as well. Which yeah, I really yeah. like. And that's it, because at one stage you don't know whether she's in charge of him at, in terms of a criminal enterprise. Yeah. And it's left to, to get you thinking that she's the real mastermind, but even though she is, she's obviously far greater character than him, not in a subordinate way. Yes. She, uh, you, oh, you could say she's a bit naive, to, to be honest. I mean, There's a bomb right in front of her and she doesn't really notice it, but <laughs> she, um, she is... By the end, you know that she is definitely. She might have done the odd bit of smuggling and stuff, but that, like, I think she alludes to it later that that's nothing to do with the British Secret Service, is it? A bit of smuggling in India. So. Yeah. For me, she is the strongest of all the women in the Roger Moore films, and actually, she I is agree. probably my top five James Bond women in terms of the characters aspect of it. Um, she. What I found fascinating, I know this is a bit further on the line, but she has great chemistry with Roger Moore, and yeah, she does. She does. It's actually very little amount of the film that she's just with Roger Moore. There is, there is the obviously he comes to the, he comes to the, um, to the palace, and then they they, they talk and they go through her father and all the rest of it, and then he, they have the fight, and she presumes he's dead, and the next time she sees him is actually when he's stopping the bomb. And I never realised that before, because I have always thought that they have had phenomenal chemistry. And I think... I think that she is actually just a very, very good actress. And um, if you have, if you watch uh, James Brolin's... Um, when you watch his audition, she plays the part of uh, Titania Romanoff, uh, when they do the For Your Eyes Only scene. And James Brolin is never going to have a chance of getting that role because she completely steals the show. She is absolutely phenomenal. 
and I'd... That's how she got the part, isn't it? Is I it think? really? Because she was screen testing um, him and other actors, uh, and she didn't know that she was even in the running. She was just doing it as a favour, almost. And it was almost like, oh, well, hang on, you're, you're pretty She's good unbelievable. And, Rod, and Roger had, I think, got a friendship with her after Man with the Gone the Gun. And it was like, oh, well... We, we, we've got Roger back, let's get more Adams back yeah. as well. It, it's a masterstroke. And I think it plays in the fact, because we said about Roger's getting a bit older, because she's slightly older than, well, certainly than Melina was in the previous film, um, it just works. And I think, I actually think it's the strongest part of the whole film. Mm. I, I'm, mm. I'm a big fan. I love that. It's, it's so odd it's more of the anachronistic side of the film isn't it you've got all these puns and leering at women on one hand and then you've got a pretty strong female character in a, an 80s Roger Moore Bond film mm. <laughs> mm. yeah but we before we're introduced to her we we do uh, there's yet more beauties aren't there on this, this island <laughs> rowing in out in out yes yeah, uh, also, apparently, one of them was Miss World, uh, and also in View to a Kill. But yeah, like, like <laughs> apparently as well, two two other actors who were uh, touted for the part were Faye Dunaway, but she was too expensive, and uh, Barbara Carrera, who who played Fatima Blush um. in Never Say Never Again. So obviously, <laughs> she she chose that instead. She's again, she's actually probably one of the best things in that film, isn't she? But. She's a bit of a nutter. I've only seen it once. And really? We'll never... Brackets, never... <laughs> never it. again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sacrilege. The only thing I would say, I think if they were doing it now, they, they would get an Indian actress, wouldn't they, I think? Uh, yes. I think they changed I think they changed her story, backstory to fit Maud Adams, because originally it would have, would have been an Indian actress, uh, an Indian part. But... At least he changed the backstory and didn't pretend that she was actually in No. <laughs> I know she's wearing a sari through some of it, but... <laughs> she is. She's here. I think she, I think she is a, 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 one of the better, like you say, one of the better kind of characters. I think Maud Adams is, is great. And I, I, like I say, I like her kind of... Uh, uh, She's she's she feels like an equal to to, mm. to Bond and that that um, yeah she's just much more interesting than you know and it's not you know and, and the fact that the film's named after her and the film that that she's got you know she's responsible for this kind of you know this whole kind of gang or this troop of of kind of well, well I don't know how you describe them, like circus <laughs> as well as kind of thieves and kind of you know kind of. <laughs> So I think I, no, I really, I really rate her, and I think, um, like I say, at times it's a little bit disappointing that she doesn't have a little bit more kind of to do. But I kind of get that that you know she's just there is a bit of that she's at the behest of the plot rather than she's kind of actually driving it. And I think um, mm. you know I think yeah I, I, she's she's probably one of the highlights of the film. I think that that character and the acting. Uh, I think. Um, I say it's a shame she's not got more to do. It's a shame she's not in more mm. films either. Really. Yeah, it's, it's odd, isn't it? Because she's clearly a good actress. And... 
Um, it's like I think looking back at it, you are right. I mean, she's she's streets ahead of Christina Wayborn in terms of the acting Ooh, yeah. stakes. But um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe she could have done some more films, but she got married. To the, Rob, you you like this? Yeah, well, yeah. She could have been in uh, in the ninety one and ninety three uh, Timothy Dalton films. But uh, oh dear, we could do a whole episode on them, couldn't we? Speculation. Can we? <laughs> Can we? <laughs> yeah, Rob. When when um, so he's been knocked out anyway, Vaughn, doesn't he? Yes. And he he wakes up at the monsoon palace before he has dinner. Rob, you must have noticed the gorgeous blue pajamas that he must have. Someone must have dressed him in or something. I don't know what how that's happened. Yeah, I, I actually think it's the um, the top. The 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 he puts it on. <laughs> In the just before the cheetah chop. Oh um, right, okay. So I right. think it's the um, the hotel issue uh, bathrobe, um, which <laughs> has been bought along with all all the rest of his stuff. But yes, I did really love it. I actually really like the fact that it's got a very subtle check design. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yep, does mm. very broad checks. Um, that's the Blu-ray. That's what it's for. Yes, that's what it's for. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, um, super <laughs> stuff, really. Um, yeah, and the fact that they put all this stuff out, I really like that, because I was thinking, like, heck, you know, what's he going to do for clothes? Uh, you know, but then you know that, you know, he's got more amazing moments. Same time is six minutes. Six minutes, check. The only thing I didn't spot in there was the black tux. You know, when they opened the um, wardrobe, I didn't spot the black tux that he wears that evening. Yeah, um, so that's been prepared for him, hasn't it? Oh, he's very hospitable. Um, he? It just seemed to be he's, he's almost mm. like he's I don't know. I was doing like reviews for TripAdvisor. He goes from hotel room to <laughs> another <laughs> with his <laughs> wardrobe. You know, I'll take your bags off or the wardrobe. You know, his clothes are up in the in, in the wardrobe and stuff. I think it's. Um, well, I suppose that's the way the bond bond works, isn't it? Yeah, I, um, and then um, Gabinda comes in and tells him dinner eight o'clock in that <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. astonishing accent of his. And um, then, thus, you know, it's one of the best dinner scenes for me in the whole franchise. It's beautiful. Good, good set again. Yeah. Uh, Ken Odom. Soufflés. And. Soufflés. Yes. Souffle. Yeah, well, yes. We've had champagne already. We've had a loving cup. But now we're going to have some souffle. <laughs> we can't wait. <laughs> Impatient souffle. Does that mean Bob is late? Or, and it is a cheese souffle. It is a starter. or is it a, It's a starter, mm. isn't it? Please. Yes, yes. I mean, it it lasts about yes, a second. Have a bite, I mean, for all I love this, you know, it's the shortest it's like meal. Has one ever. one little yeah. sip there. Cocky portions, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's gone. It's, it's moved off straight away. Um, it, as much as I love this dinner scene, it's so pointless. Yeah, it we don't know. We, we learn nothing in it. it just, just um, are you stole the egg. You have torture, the egg now, yeah? Isn't it? It's like. Yeah. potential tortures that I might do to you I'll try and guess what you're going to do to me again didn't realise that as a child I, I just, are you cold? this is, this is um, we use a curare yeah so nice but like what so a bit crude a bit, what so. we know of later on this evening is that there's a big meeting taking place at the Monsoon Palace because Burkhoff's on his way over yeah in a chopper <laughs> now why on earth would you jeopardise the success of this meeting <laughs> by inviting a British spy over to have a worthless dinner <laughs> where nothing is learned at all? I don't know why, you know, uh, there's so many 
interesting decisions that Khan makes throughout this film, but this is really up there with one of them. Because the fact that he's done this blows the info side of this sky high. Bond yeah. knows the whole plot, the whole plan from this. Um, Apart from the hairdryer, which cuts out some of the plot. That's true, that's true. But we, we still got to hear it, I suppose. So, yeah. Yeah, so Bond didn't, but... Um, yeah, Karl Markstedt, that's all we hear, gonna, that's the, all we need. <laughs> Uh, but having said that, I mean, like, the sheep's head stuff is amazing. Yeah. It's it's from the same cook, presumably, as in Temple Ooh. of Doom, isn't it? <laughs> Possibly, <It's>, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, again, a little on the nose, isn't it, for go to India, this is what you get given. <laughs> even even though he's he's Afga- Afghanistan, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, Afghanistan, apparently. He is, he's Margar, an exiled yeah. Afghan prince. Well, they like sheep, don't they? So they like lamb, so they probably eat the head, don't they? But it's... <laughs> I know no this is the thinking, isn't it? Oh, they're thinking. Yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got no idea. I mean, it, 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 do, do was it? Do we know if it was a real sheep's head and a real eyeball? Do we have any background? I think Roger Moore said that it was an egg. Yeah, eyeball, I thought it was an egg. I think. Right. It, the noise is beautiful, mm. isn't it? I do I mean, think that. Rog, sorry, mate. Go for it. No, I just I, like you say that the, the, the scene really is. <laughs> You know, not much happens, say, apart from a few, no, few, no. few tits. But it's totally worth it for when he asks Gobinda if he wants to have a nightcap. It's just really, it's like the writers yeah. like, were building up to this scene. It doesn't matter what they're talking about. When we get to this line, that's it. We've hit, they hit the mark. Yeah. <laughs> we, as a kid, I always thought, you, 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 yeah, don't suppose you'd care for a nightcap? And then, no. I thought I thought it was Gabindola. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yes, yes. it's, it's not. It's, it's, it's Bond. It's Bond yeah. like, nah, all right, all right. Well, how how nice would the scene oh. be? You know, if you said, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's go. You know, they're downstairs, <laughs> like two of them at Kamal's bar, like flipping it, mates. How are it's you? Not bad, you all right? It? Yeah. You know, yeah. It's yeah. not a bad place, this. You know. Yeah, you know I'm going to have to lock you in your bedroom again after this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Yeah, I know. We'll, we'll just have a nice chat for the time being. Yeah, because I, I want to know Govinda's backstory. And that's that's my best way of knowing. Age of 60 would re- reference a nightcap. It's, <laughs> it's such an amazing word. It's so Bond, it really is. I'm, it's I'm brilliant. But it, again, it, ever since then, it has to be fancy yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, It has to be it's Roger Moore lexicon. who says it. Yeah. It's a Roger Moore. Yeah. It's not even a Bond thing. It's a Roger Moore mm-hmm. thing. He says it in other films, yeah. doesn't he, I think? I'm pretty sure. Oh, I love it. Well, oh, in Spy Love Me, yeah. Because it, so, Spy Love Me, yeah. Yeah, certain things that... Um, my, my brother, obviously, uh, Johnny, is a Bond obsessive too. Um, but he um, he uh, loves Roger Moore. As, you know, as I think... I, I, you know, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I believe that Roger Moore's his favourite. And he finds he finds ways of sort of crowbarring Roger Moore's voice into things. <laughs> so he, the way he met his wife... <laughs> who he's married to right now he was um, at a uh, do at university in uh, in like at the union in Sheffield and um, someone handcuffed them together and his wife said you know what are we uh, you know oh no what are we going to do now and my brother said in perfect Roger Moore tones well I can think of one (laughs) (laughs) and they are now married you know with Roger gets the assist yeah yeah Roger definitely gets the assist it's outrageous. He mentioned Roger Moore in my wedding, in his best man's speech. Yes, I recall that one. Well. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, astonishing for. Um, yeah, nightcap. Um, yeah, yeah, you're sorry. absolutely right. I'd love, love to have seen it, but 
probably wouldn't have worked for the film. <laughs> that concludes part two, but stay tuned for the next episode of our Octopussy Review. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.